All right, cool. We're live. Well, we're still breathing. That means we're alive. Live or alive? Both. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Badges America. Wait a minute. Is it Bourbon and Badges America? Or America, welcome on another episode of Bourbon and Badges. I think it's either. I think it's both now, actually. Okay. <laughs> the podcast coming, the po- coming to you from Studio 77. I think they get the gist. I'm Hound Dog, here along with uh, my co-host, which we're all co-hosts. We're equal co-hosts. We're co-hosters. We're co-hosters. Steve Slowrod. And Buck. Hound Dog, guess what? Buck's pissed. Buck's pissed. <laughs> oh, I didn't get a sense to say Greetings. Uh, we just did. Thank you. Greetings. We're trying to keep you to a minimum today because you're pissed. Well, like you, you say that, are. but you're a supposed buck. You're supposed to have done the. It's opposed. Is that a word? <laughs> That's where you hang like. Uh, you're opposed. You're supposed to. You are supposed to. You make you mad. You're, you're supposed to. Stop, me stop, stop, stop. Hey, Buck, that's where you hang your hat when you get done. You hang it on a post. You were to do the opening and you didn't cause you were mad. You, know, you join yourself over there, huh, dog? Yes, no, I'm glad you are. Uh, no, that right, almost made up for me being in a we, bad mood right there. Why are you in a bad mood now? Because we were going to talk about the elections, but no, we can't now cause Buck's in a bad mood. No, we can't talk about the elections. We can talk about not wanting to talk about the elections. Right. Well, I do. think we are. I think you're right. We are talking about not wanting to talk about the elections. Yeah. we got so a full, still full show tonight, by the way. They're still counting. It won't matter. I don't know how many times I got to tell you all that. It won't matter. It don't right. matter how many times. They could count from now so they're going to keep counting enough votes for him for Joe Biden to win. Now, that's just the way it is. As a guy came to po- the podcast. Guy came to the liquor store last night. I was working, and he come in and said, "Yeah, Biden put it to old Trump. Trump said stop counting. They did, and he and Biden won." I said, "No, Trump just said stop counting the dead people's vote." So, <laughs> and that guy got so pissed off. Did he really? Yeah. Did he think about buy anything. Yeah, is he already bought it? Come to get to the restaurant buying it, and that's the good thing about making eleven bucks an hour. I don't care if you fire me. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> well, you know all, what? I mean, really, what bugs me? What bugs me? Is the fact that they're they're freaking cheating their ass off. It don't bug me so much they? that no, I mean the people on the left, the people that voted for Biden, but more than that, the media and all those folks that are behind him. But no one, it, I don't care so much that Biden won't. This is going to get elected. Well, I do. I do. My pocketbook does. What makes me well, my that's what I do. But what makes me mad is if they find some sort of. Uh, evidence and then there there's plenty of evidence it looks like that there's been some malfeasance going on oh malfeasance oh, God, here we go again <laughs> <laughs> hey i think i cleaned some out in the backyard the other day okay. <laughs> big old pile of my malfeasance out there hello over, over I'm near, talking over I'm near talking. the post <laughs> in any case there's if if there's proof that there's malfeasance going on they're still they're not going to do anything about it so do you what's look up a word every for? day on the way over here no, I expect you two to know the English language more than the second grade level. Well, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are products of the Gaston County public school system. Okay, well, that explains a lot, I guess. I can't do my gazendas, though. One oh. gazenda, two, two times. That kind of scared me where he's going three, with that. Three times. Don't pull your gazendas out here, please. <laughs> All right, in any case. Anyway, I'm we're not so we're, you're aggravated about the election, and we're not going to talk about it. We're no, because I'm just going to get aggravated again, and I'm I'm, I'm just well, going to get aggravated, drunk. You can't get aggravated again. We don't get drunk on the show. We drink responsibly. Yeah, for your for the ten year olds out there listening to us, do not drink till you point to get drunk. 
Okay, that's my point. Oh, that's your point to get drunk? Yeah, my point to get drunk is I'll, you just keep talking about this Alexa stuff. I won't get drunk. Well, we're not going to talk about the Alexa because we don't want you drunk. We don't advocate people getting drunk. Okay, well, I appreciate Just enjoying that. fine bourbon. And we brought bourbon today. Hound Dog actually brought a, a bourbon. I did. What did you bring? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you wanted me to ask you that. It's the uh, what is it, 1972 Weedy Bourbon? 1792. That's what I said. Ever That's what right. I say. I'm the bourbon expert here. Yeah, we've heard. Yeah. You're well, looking so on paper. Hard. It's written you're down look, on a piece of paper. And you're looking on paper. And you've got the paper. I don't have that copy. 19, boy, that's some real old rare stuff at 1972 stuff as opposed to hey, 1792. 1972. Was the year that Columbus sailed blue? No, fourteen ninety two. Oh no! Well, make up your mind. Which one is it? Is it seventeen ninety two or fourteen ninety two? Oh my God! Hey, hey, hey! Call me Steve. Uh, but what I was going to say, nineteen seventy two is the year that Richard Nixon won the landslide election. Oh yeah, you had a whole list of those things. We're going to do for another oh, podcast, or are we going we going to do the George McGovern or Hubert Humphrey or somebody? Do what? Can you see without the lights on? Not really. We got got candles here. Yes, we do. The lights are turned down low. We're going to enjoy a fine bourbon, 1792 wheated, right? The wheated version. The wheated version. It's uh, sweet. We can get that out of the vault. And Steve, you know, Steve likes the candles. This is a pine. Do you like the pine scented candle? No, you like the outdoor. What did you call it? It's a pine scented. Not the ambiance. Oh, yes. It brings ambiance to the (laughs) ambiance. He got the ambiance going. On. I don't think I said that. <laughs> yes, you did. Aviance. Uh, it's not aviance, Vernon. It is. Do you not think so? Look at it. It's not pretty. <laughs> it smells good. It smells like pine. Somebody, please help me. Please. All right, but anyway, all right. So, what are you looking up? Oh, we're going to talk about landslides. I thought we were going to talk about election stuff. We're not. We're not going to talk no. about current election stuff. We're no. going to talk about past election. Well, yeah, it has been a while since I, I don't even remember any actually landslides, but that'd be great if this had been the, Trump winning, of course. The latest landslide was uh, George H. W. Bush defeated Michael Dukakis. Michael Dukakis in nineteen eighty-eight, maybe. Correct. Yeah. You know, I knew I guarded Bush Junior. You did. Yep. Cool. I saw. And, him. I, but but uh, both Bushes, Bush Senior and Bush Junior. I saw both of them in Gaston County. You see on the, the did you see the train when you done the train? I did. I seen yeah. the train. Yeah. Yeah, I was okay. a SWAT team. We were we we done the we guarded his uh Okay. That's why I didn't get to see him. Because you were going on a SWAT team. We had to go do a raid. So I got pulled away from seeing George Bush. And I was off work and I was standing in the crowd. Yeah. That's yeah, why we, I didn't get to yeah, see him. We were watching you. I was wondering how come I never got I mean, to see it. Now, now that you just said that, well, that's why you, you tell you something cool and they pulled it out to us in briefing. What you three? I'm sorry, but Go ahead. They pointed out to us in briefing. They yeah, well, we're there. We were we were carrying um MP fives. Which is a which is a what? Submachine gun. Okay. Carrying nine, nine millimeter rounds. And of course we were, we were fully swatted out and they had their sniper watching us. That's I understand. That's understandable. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's because we're sitting there with yeah, we have fully loaded magazines and everything. Oh yeah. And do you guys know you should know this, and I'm not gonna put you on the spot, but uh I don't know if the public knows the difference between a machine gun and a submachine gun. Why don't you tell us? Submachine gun shoots rifle rounds. A machine gun shoots. I'm sorry. A submachine gun <laughs> shoots pistol rounds. Hey, evidently, you don't know it either. <laughs> a submachine Apparently. gun shoots 
pistol rounds and machine gun shoots rifle rounds. When he when he started out with that, I'm like, that's not. You gonna, didn't that's know. Not sounded right to me. You had no it's idea. Not, the the you're just pissed off looking at me do something wrong. The thing that sub and I, sub machine gun and I make one mistake, one mistake, and you got to point it out. You're you're a freaking walking plethora of okay. mistakes. I'm not burning. I'm not plethora. I'm, I'm slow riding. Okay. Submachine gun, pistol rounds, machine gun, rifle rounds. How did we get off of that? We're so, talking about presents. Actually, actually, I can't talk. See, uh, jump on him, Buck. That's actually an excellent point out. If I don't know if that's what it's called. Point. Point. Pointature. Yeah. Point something out to somebody that might it's not know the difference between the two. So, oh, okay. Good job, Slow. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, so w- when it comes up to the episode, we're talking about firearms, and we'll, we'll, that's gone then. Do I, oh, I so, need to retract that? Yes, you probably do. You take it back. <laughs> I take it back. How about you take it back about the last 40 years of your life? How's that? Oh, gosh. Nope, it's taken back. They no longer know what. There's going to be a blank, little blank right there in the podcast. going to wonder until they get this part and realize I took it back. Uh, yeah, well, I think there's a blank sitting across from me is what I think. Hey, be easy on Hound Dog. <laughs> Hound Dog ain't sitting across from me. All right. What did you guys, let's change the subject. Right, Please. What did you guys used to do for your cops? I'm looking at my music. What kind of music you got over there? What are you talking about? On your computer. <laughs> If you don't want me to bring the the like read shit, well, I can read it. It's way over there. I can. It's read your it. studio too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what you got on there? I got to talk about it now. It says my music. Oh, that's where I pulled up the the previous podcast. Was listening uh, to it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we do yeah. actually audit our podcasts and go back and view them and listen to them. not view them, but listen to them and stuff. Do we audit them or edit them? I do both. That's how hard worker I am. <laughs> he is a hard worker. And and I'm a third <laughs> podcastist. Or the podcast editor. Oh, Jeff Wooten. I wish Jeff Wooten were here because oh, the, he would make sense of what you're talking about. <laughs> Jeff Wooten, he's a retired detective guest on the police department here in Gaston, North Carolina. Well, I got a wonderful story to tell by him later, but yeah, he came in one day. That's the most is worstest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was there. Uh, he, had, he, write, he had no idea why we were laughing. Uh, of course, he had to start cussing us whenever we start laughing at him. So, so okay. So, what did we do before we were before we? Became, are we going to get into this before we pour some liquor? Because I, I'm in desperate need of some. Oh, okay. yeah, let's pour some liquor. All right, you going to tell us about the liquor hound dog? And it, and in the uh, we had a pre podcast pour, not not of the. 1792 weeded bourbon, but the... Um, Here, Buck, here's my knife. Don't cut yourself. The bourbon of our choice. And Buck's trying to uh, get into it. Wait a minute. All right. Now, so... <clears throat> it can't... You opened it. Go ahead. Steve, show them how to open that. <laughs> Wrong one. Okay. <laughs> It's what you do when you get an idiot put on the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> we should really label these. Oh my god! It's, not- it's got it's last one. There we go. <laughs> well, boy, that sounds authentic now. Yeah. Let's open it up, Buck. Boy, that was a real loud bottle we had oh there. Oh god, that was funny. Right. Open it up, Buck. All right, I'm done. It's open, Vernon. There we go. <laughs> It's such a great port. Police called on us. <laughs> I knew where it was at. I knew I could have pointed out where it was at to you. 
Okay. So remember. while Buck's pouring our pour, pouring our pour, this is seventeen ninety two sweet wheat bourbon. You know, sweet wheat. Yep. The distillery is Barton seventeen ninety two distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. Do y'all have any clue why it's called seventeen ninety two? Because I know why it's called. I know why it's not called nineteen seventy two. Y'all pointed it out to me. All right. Here's the deal. Seventeen ninety two was the year that Kentucky became a state. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. All right. The grain bill is undisclosed, but it has wheat in it. The, Thus, the term sweet wheat. Sweet wheat. Yep. Hey, can I add a little tidbit? Yeah. That, you, that you're going to find out that Hound Dog's going to find us amazing about uh, Buck. Did you know before Kentucky was a state? It used to be Kentucky, Virginia. Did it really? Yep. It used to be That's... like a town, Kentucky, Virginia. Do you know that, Buck? No, don't care. Cause why? You in a bad mood? Can you get on the mic, please? Huh? You still in a bad mood? No. Yes. Wait. Is it no or is it yes? Yes. Drink up. No. Yes. I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. All right. So anyway, it's uh, 45.6 percent ABV alcohol by volume. Which makes it what proof? 91.2 proof. Age statement is unknown. The price point is about forty dollars in North Carolina. That's really that's really nice on the nose. All right. All right, it says this bourbon is unique because in most 1792 bourbons, the – I can't see it because it's dark as shit in Can here. you turn the light on? Oh, because the second green is usually rye, this one is wheat, uh, which delivers a sweet, smooth taste as opposed to a spicy, peppery taste of rye. Okay, on the nose, you should be getting old wood. <laughs> I can turn the light on. <laughs> you should be getting – Buck's got a flashlight looking at his notes. Well, you're reading the long book is what this is. <laughs> Can you let Reggie finish? <laughs> no, I'll let Hound Dog finish. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let the, Hound Dog. Thank you, Buck. On the nose, you should get a blend of sweet and young wood. in the world? <laughs> I'm mad. I couldn't help it. I'm mad. You want me to finish it for you? No. All right. Blend of young and old Say, wood. Say, the County Public School System for you. It's <laughs> of so black cherries, vanilla, orange peel, and a little bit of spice. And on the palate, you should get sweet, vanilla, and Buck's favorite, caramel, and dried fruit and pine. That's probably what I'm going to get on this. How much oh, I'm about? Pine, really? Because we got a pine scented candle going on in here. Man, that, That's going to add to it. That was wild. That's really sweet on the nose, man. Oh, dang, it is. It really is. So, what do you mean sweet on the nose? It just smells sweet. It smell, smells like a. Smell like a a candy. So it don't smell like bourbon? No. I do get a bourbon. I get a little burn in the nose from it. And it smells like bourbon to me. Did you just dunk your nose? <laughs> when you, Buck, when you stick your nose what? that far down in the cup, why don't you just turn it up a little bit so you can what? snort some? Let us know how it really tastes. To, I'm trying to see. I'm surprised that nose fit in that cup. Oh, it, it did. My nose is not big. It's not. Okay. Very. Buck. Yeah, it's very, very sweet on the nose. It's, yeah. uh, I do get a little caramel. I, you know, actually, a hint of leather, maybe. Yeah, a bit of leather. A hint of leather. All right, let's give us a taste. A taste oh, hey, so if we got any podcast podcasts, if we got any listeners out there that's had this before, any of y'all three people listening, we're losing our podcast. <laughs> yeah, write in. Let us know what you think about this. If you've had it, if you think now, you should have it. Now, I do smell something, but I can't make out what it is. It's- now, this came from Gastonia Liquor Store. Mm-hmm. Tell a story about that. Now, somebody must it's love you very like much caramel. for that to, for that to come to mind to get this because Buck Hound Dog. Just refresh by Hound Dog is a weighted bourbon 
Yeah. Lager. Lover. Drinker. Buck is a rye. And a breather. Well, that rye that I had, and don't take it back, it sucked. You breathe like a child molester. Can you get to the point? Or Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader molesting children. That's how you breathe. <laughs> I'm more of a traditional bourbon drinker, and Buck, you are? I guess I'm supposed to say rye, but I like... I, 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 you like all kinds, don't you? I like what I like. And <clears throat> he likes two types of whiskeys. And screw rye, you off, you don't like it. He likes two types of whiskeys, rye and free. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I give that to you. That is very but, true. Well, it's tar whiskey, and it tastes like the road. Okay. But, you know, we're drinking this today because Buck sent me a text when last week. Yeah. Before last. He said, hey, we got some 1792 sweet wheat in. Do you want some? And I said, "My, of course. I said, Yeah. So he purchased it. Thank you, Buck. You're welcome. And brought it down here, but I had to pay him back, which sucked. But anyway. Doing the Kentucky Chew. I, I did pay you back, didn't I? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Maybe, that's, maybe that's why he's pissed. I don't know. I'm that's not pissed. Why he's like oh, shit. I'm drinking the free he's, bourbon here, so I'm not worried that's about That's why he's mad. He's drinking that bourbon and didn't pay me. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. I thought I paid you for <laughs> No, that. you didn't. I don't care, though. It's fine. It's fine. It's well, good. Fine. I'll, I'll pay you. I won't be able to go to work for the next three weeks, but that's fine. You, well, you oh, gotta, really? You got to go to work really? to make money. You know why he's got to make go to, money? Because let me tell you, a dear friend of mine named Hound Dog came by uh, my apartment a couple of days ago with a really nice shotgun, a shotgun on an AR frame. And. Gabe, I'm not going to say the price. I don't know if I'm going to say the price. But offer me it at a really, really reasonable rate. I just got my motorcycle out of the shop, paid 2600 bucks, get that fixed. I'm kind of like light in the pocket right now. Buck comes in. Oh, what's this shotgun? I'll buy it. And what's he do? He leaves with it. <laughs> and Hound Dog gets no money. <laughs> no. Just add that to the price of that shotgun. It was what you paid oh, plus, the, plus that bottle of liquor. I, I didn't pay you that either, have I? No. How about this? That forty dollar bottle of liquor that you say I didn't pay, but I think it did. You I just, know you didn't. Okay, you just keep it. Okay, and take forty off the water row. Yeah, oh, forty okay, off. The we're bus. actually going to go there. Just <laughs> really, you know, one's got a full time job. Two, oh, one full and one part. Yeah, Reggie and I are on fixed income. <clears throat> so, I right, just thought I'd point that out. I got a wife. I keep up. Well, I got a wife too. It keeps you up. And, and my wife buys you shit. It keeps you up all the damn time. Keeps. You- oh yeah, you're uh, not allowed. Uh, Reggie's wife, Bobby with an IE. Bobby with an IE. Uh, sent, a, sent over with Reggie so to Studio 77, a big old giant thing of pub mix, <laughs> a different type mix of crackers and crap. And Buck, you can't eat that on mic. Well, you're not taking it home. I can try. What? Right. You're, you're not right? taking it home. She didn't, bring it, she didn't bring it to you. She brought it to me, and I'll let you have some. She brought it to us. Okay, she brought for it to us. the podcast, not for Buck to take home with him. Yeah, well, yeah for the podcast, not the pug face. See about that. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I, thought, you I thought it kind of sounded like Pug Face podcast. No, that's yeah. Bug Face. <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? My friends. The people I hang out with. <laughs> Apparently. You know I, why I do it? Hey, I totally Because it makes understand. me feel intelligent. That's why I hang out with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> makes yeah. me feel superior okay this this podcast has gone downhill fast i asked but, you guys oh uh, uh like, back to the bourbon uh, like yes the bourbon. please let's get back to the bourbon i like it yeah uh you like it so what'd you say price point was uh about 40 bucks all right we all we all given it a taste we all know what it. you said that is oh what no you said. Now, now that he's knocking off the shotgun his price gone up like 95 oh bucks. hell no it <laughs> it's a 95 dollar pour 
It's a it's about a forty dollar hey, model of liquor. It's thirty nine ninety five plus. I know how to write a search warrant. <laughs> and I'll get a search warrant for your house. <laughs> you know, uh, well, you'll find shit there. You know, Mike Ron with the county PD, he actually done a search warrant on a napkin one time. A what? A napkin. And the uh, measure took it. Hey, that's pretty awesome. Then a search, road search went out on a napkin while we're sitting there oh, eating. Oh, out on a napkin. Yeah, rode on the napkin and took the napkin up there to the. I thought you man, he took did a search one on a napkin. Like, I want to read what's on this <laughs> written on this napkin. No, no, no. Uh, okay, so we've all got our glen. I haven't tried it. Carrying glass, we all nosed it. What are you getting on the nose? Mm. Sorry, I drank it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I drank it while I ripped my vehicle. <sighs> There's two, like I said before, there's two top idiots. The, well, there's four top idiots. The three doing the podcast and the, <laughs> the one that's listening. listening. <laughs> excluding <laughs> excluding loved ones. All right, I get, I think we already went over this, but I get pine. Yeah. I get pine on it. I, I got a, black cherries and vanilla. Because you're reading the notes. <laughs> I get a little and bit of pine caramel. And citrus. And of course, Buck's favorite. Caramel. Caramel. Is it caramel or a caramel? It's however you want to pronounce it. You definitely get the wheat in it. You do. I get the wheat. See, and your version of wheat is different than mine. It is. My version of wheat is sweet. Taste. taste, This is is much sweeter than a lot of wheated bourbons. You think it's sweeter than the Weller that we did last podcast? Yes, the Weller was more, you got a little more barrel in the the Wellers. Really? I did. So, I like that. This here. um, You like it, Buck? So you're coming up to the wheat side? I think I am. Are you hell fine, man? God, Buck, you suck, man. Okay. Picture right. this at home. They're trying to high five. They're high five like white guys. Well, I am. Well, imagine that. You know, you said you are. Now, Buck's trying to talk us in the fact that he's Indian. I'm not Indian. And I got to tell you a story. Uh, I'm Bruce part Moore. Native American, apparently. So I thought you was going to do a uh, 23 and me or whatever. I am. So are you pissed off because the Leonard Braves called the Leonard Braves? They do the. T- Magic chomp, tomahawk chalk. Well, I'll get pissed off at that for. Because you said you said that you're Native American. I, I, just because that might be true, don't mean I'm going to work. Just because I'm from Scotland, don't mean that I'm going to be upset if somebody wants you're, to use a, a claymore as there. You're an Indian that looks like a Mexican from Scott, Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those Scottish Indians. Are you going to do y'all, Sean Connery? <laughs> See, yeah, see, uh, there we go. That it, done go, messed up. That it, that it go too far. He's 90 years old. Come on. He's dead. Sean Connery he died this away. week. Yeah, he's 90 years old. He's, he's, <laughs> and he was the uh, hell of a damn actor. He you was know, a great, my, great actor. My grandmother died. I think she's 90 now. She died. People, what she die from? She's 99 years old. She died of old age. You disrespected Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery's not my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up, keep up, Connor. keep up. I did. Get oh, back why? Because everybody what? compared to my grandma. Can what we get back to the bourbon? What do you got against my grandma? I don't know. I don't know. God, this thing is going crazy. All right, All well, right. the bourbon. I actually like the bourbon. I, actually, I think I am coming over to your side. Thank you, Buck. I appreciate uh, that. I do. I mean, yeah. it's not like I'm drinking a freaking tree like what Steve likes, but See, no, I, like I, I do like a lot of the barrel. I think it's uh, it's got a. Like you know, a good bourbon does have a hint of caramel, caramel taste, and I think this has a good hint of that. And I like it. To me, it's sweet. Kind of say sweet. And then Steve, I think it tastes uh, patchouli. 
Oh, yeah, whoa, whoa. Is that the word? Is that the word? That's the word. That's right, the word. We've had, people, okay, we've uh, had several people comment that okay, that was is actually there such a word. word as patchouli? Here's well, the question. Several people seem to agree with you, Buck. Yeah, and, well, several people are right then. And somebody wrote in a hound dog. Wrote into bourbon and badges. Bourbon and badges. Saying, trying to find it. Patchouli is an earth smell. Tight. Okay, right. here, here it is. This is from Cecile G. She says that patchouli has a strong, sweet scent that falls into the musky, earthy category. Because of its strong fragrance, it's often used as a base scent in candles, perfumes. The base scent is the fragrance you smell after the top she had a and dumb, the notes she had, that you smell. She had to dumb it down for us. <laughs> I think that's for Steve. Instead, it smells sweet, spicy, and musky. And musky. So do you, it's. Do you see how? Do you see how great you sound when you actually got your okay, face on the board? I can't read, and I have to look over to watch read. Watch this. Watch me. Watch me. Okay, I'm reading this here. Look, can you move the mic with you? Can you read that? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, excellent. Now we will not give your last name or actually your location unless you ask us to. You say it's okay for us to. That's right. Exactly. We so don't give, give out too much of your business. We like to tank the tank. <laughs> <laughs> normally, we do not talk like this. Well, I, I mean, do, me and I Reggie do. don't. I, no. I normally me talk. Me and Hound Dog don't talk like this. Okay. But Steve, the, the, he talks exactly slow the way ride. he talks, and that's freaking slow we'll, ride talks. Like we would like to thank Cecile G for writing in and setting us all straight. <laughs> we actually why we listen to our podcast. Thank you, Cecile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we would like for anyone else to set us straight in any of this stuff in our yeah. podcast in the future. We're definitely, uh, we're several things. We're like our most of our bourbon, uncut, unfiltered. And we are nowhere near being uh, experts or we're professionals experts on bourbon. Anything, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you take anything we say serious, then... We're experts on what we like. But we, we will yeah. promise to give our listeners our honest opinion if we like a bourbon or not. I'm an expert on Joseph Stephen Aldo Ray Jr., a.k.a. Slow Rod. That's a whole other story. Okay. Your first name is Steve, Joseph? No. It's a long story. That's another story. You should be called that. Oh, really? Uh... I asked you guys, okay, on the bourbon, what, what are we going to rate this? When do you guys want to tell people how we rate our bourbon? I wanna, we have it on a zero to ten scale, zero being absolutely trash. You'd pour it down the toilet before you drink it, five being a daily drinker, and, a ten, dirty toilet. and ten being the best bourbon we ever had. Hound Dog gives it a strong eight. Go ahead, Buck. I'll give it a seven point five, very strongly though. You know, I don't see. You know, there's a Ooh, rule. Here we go. There is a rule. Here we go. That that people always score things on a certain level. And here I am, the third podcast row coming in on the low scale. I'm getting it a five, a daily drinker. I drink this. I wouldn't drive across town to buy it, but if it was in the liquor store and didn't have some of my favorites, I would I would buy this. So or a daily drinker. According to our scale, this is a definitely a daily drinker at 6.83. God almighty, again, you've done it Pick again, it up. Pick your stuff up. Steve. Can we you guys go get something to get that? I knocked my poor Oh, my God. Well, we just got, got real serious if, in the. Court. But, but can you get something, please? Or, or hold this up. I'll go get it. Or I'm in the uh, corner. Yeah, we're. <laughs> I just knocked over a pour and it's right here near our soundboard and everything. Guess what? It's not the first time. Yeah, and everybody just sat there and looked at the, oh, everything's getting wet. Okay. Um, 
I still ready to file. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? You don't well, have to. You don't have to pour it out. You can just pour it in my glass. Yeah, well, let's pour it on the table. Huh? Uh, actually, I was reaching for my pen to write down our our scores. Okay, thank you, Buck. To write down our scores, and I hit my. Let drink. me have this over here before you knock it over again. Steve, that's like the second time you've done that. It is. Well, you got me. You guys got me doing multitasking stuff. Knocking open bourbon is not one of them. No. <laughs> well, I didn't completely knock but it But you do it so well. All right. A little technical dif- difficulty, thanks, guys. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to get that soundboard with. That's why I asked you, uh, Buck, to get that one. I held that soundboard no up. Glad to do it. Okay, good. If I forgot my pen in hand, I no longer knocked over the drink. The pen is soaked. All right. What's our schedule? Yeah, I give it a five. It's daily drink. I would drive across town to get We've it, but went uh, over this. I would shut up now. Then Go ahead. six so, point eight three. Okay, so it's a daily drinker for for all of us. Uh, hound dog likes it slightly better than I. But I mean, I'm, what did you I, give I like a hound dog? Good. Huh? What did you give it? It's a six point eight three. Hound dog gave it an eight. Eight and a half, actually. Okay, that's not what you said. Okay, I give it an eight. What do you think, <laughs> Seven point five. Oh, I need somebody to give it a point five. Jeez, <laughs> 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 are you drunk already? No, All right. So, uh, what we're saying is, we like this. We like this. Uh, is it a whiskey or is it a bourbon? It's a bourbon. All right. So we like this bourbon. I think it's a. Is, I don't know if it's a Kentucky straight bourbon or, <clears throat> or what. How would you find that out? How would you find that out? Yeah, it's say straight bourbon on front. Let me turn the light on. I can't read it. Hang on, Buck's got to turn his flashlight on again. Yeah, we're, we're, we are learning here. Believe it or not, we went beyond candles in this. In this, well, no, world. we're learning learning here in the studio, trying to get the best light for our podcast. So, what do you think? Huh? You think it's straight? I think it's or, pretty close. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Yep. All right. So that means what's well, at least fifty one percent corn. Fifty one percent corn, and I don't know what the, the mash bill. I would guess. I guess probably it's corn, wheat, then barley. Yeah, corn, probably 20-something percent wheat and 20. Do you know why a lot of the barley's added? Barley. The barley ups added in the fermentation. <laughs> oh, breaking, really? you know, breaking down everything to the fermentation. Really? That's cool. Well, I mean, it's interesting. I don't think you read this. On the back of the bottle, it says it's crafted with sweet and delicate wheat instead of the more traditional rye. Sweet and delicate. <laughs> That's definitely got you written all gay, over it. Gay wheat. <laughs> hey. That's not nice. Nothing wrong, we BJ. We pissed off half our listeners. All right, we so we're down to one point five. <laughs> this There's bourbon wrong being gay, Buck. I didn't say that. I'm just this saying bourbon. That. Yeah, this bourbon is quite. At least I have from the from from most. I can't read either. The soft wheat delivers a subtle and smooth taste with gentle layers of flavor. Each sip expresses a harmony of sweetness and dryness, so it's supposed to be pretty dry. You know, I, I kind of get that now. How can you get sweet and dry at the same time? Now can you drink sweet. something? Okay. That's well, let me finish the last sentence yeah. here. It says, uh, enjoy this perfectly balanced flavor that will entice your senses. But now, okay, what is the opposite of dry? Get on my Wet. No, no. It is. I swear. No, to God. I'm talking about what, look, hey, what is the opposite of dry when you're coming to. I mean, like a dry wine. The opposite of a dry wine is a sweet wine, correct? I don't drink wine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is not a wine show, but okay. Uh, but you do come in whining every yeah. episode. Good <laughs> God, does. you come through the door whining. Okay. <laughs> Regardless of that, so the opposite of a dry bourbon would be a sweet bourbon, correct? I don't know, but 
Dry what, is wet. The, what do you I tell you what, I, I will know that next episode. Okay. So if you're sitting you at the edge of your seat listening to this, thinking, oh, my God, I know the answer. Hey, hey yeah, send it in to Hound Dog. Let us know. Yeah, send it in or put it on by Bourbon and Badges on uh, Facebook or Twitter. That is actually a good – I think that's actually a very astute question I'm asking because, I mean, I would astute think – Astute question. Like the astute, three stooges. Astute. Gosh. So <laughs> – Astute. <laughs> Jeez. But, I mean, I, I thought like, – I mean, I thought a white, or a sweet wine is the opposite of a dry wine. That's what I thought. So I don't know. I don't know anything about wine. No, yeah, we Zil- need to ask the about wine. Sort of thing. I know Zilcho. So what's the opposite? You know, you know why I have dog, You know bourbon. why that is? Because I don't drink it. Because you're a man. You drink bourbon. Straight. You are straight, but then wrong being gay. What? <laughs> you said you were straight. Straight bourbon. Oh, straight bourbon. Or- I thought you just felt the need, but all right. So we got these things rated. We're enjoying it. We're going to do another pour of that because I'm about well. Because somebody empty. poured theirs out. Well, don't you don't you like that? Oh, that's true. That's, that's why you, I was going to say. Well, you must well, like it better than you're saying when you give it like no, a four. Well, I accidentally knocked it over. All right. All right. So uh, while we're doing that, actually, I had a question for you guys. <laughs> okay. Don't don't turn that one over. I'm going to turn it up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, you like I like that? that. I like that. Like a go ahead switch. So. um I asked you guys a question just before we start talking about the bourbon. <clears throat> Briefly. What? What well, type of uh And reason to bring this had- up, Hound Dog had a very interesting story. I would like to him to get to you know, kind of what did you do for you as a cop? Buck? Well, it's a long story, but I'll I'll make it very short. I was a tour guide in Limble Caverns up in, in McDowell County in western North Carolina. Excellent job. That's that's too cool. Go ahead. I've never I think I've been there when I was a kid, but I I don't remember nothing about it. Stalactites, stalagmites. I know the difference. Columns. Stalactites hangs from the ceiling. Stalagmites goes from the floor up. I you am know, very impressed. Uh, you know, uh, I, I am too. Know, I just know stuff. <laughs> you know why he knows stuff? Because he worked in the downtown district. I did. And the guest only his office. He he has his own office. And it was really good. He's got I had the only office that was away from the police department. And is there anything that you can say about that desk? The desk looks very office. old and it's very. Office, not office. Sir? Huh? Go ahead. It's very. The, the desk is very. There's been a, there, uh, there's uh, a little, I mean, a lot of knowledge that's set behind that desk. Yeah, well, but you then, then, you, then, then you took over. I mean, you do that. I took the, over and it just was a shit. a very knowledgeable person, I, I must admit. The desk. Uh, the, Does that surprise you? The desk looks no, very no. old. It don't surprise uh, at you? At one time it would have, but since I've been hanging around with you, I understand that you're probably 16 times as smart as him. So. Oh, you're brilliant. <laughs> you are so. brilliant. I, you know what? I'm not the... Took my own horn, but I did download the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire app where you can play the game. And I've, and, and I've answered the 15th question. That's the You'd have to lose question. a lot of weight to teach your own horn. <laughs> I've answered the 15th question, which is a million dollar question, 10 times. All right. You asked the same okay. question 10 times, or you've done different, 10 different times. So you have to get technical. Why do you have to get so damn technical? I like that game, too. It's pretty cool. Game. I would like to talk about me for a couple minutes. Oh, go ahead. Oh, pissed off Buck. Go ahead, Buck. <laughs> Yeah, well, yes, it's cool. It's a Linville Caverns. Linville Caverns. I worked in Linville Caverns for two or three years. That's my first job. I didn't get paid very much, but it's fun. And it's if you never get a chance to go into one of those places, you need to go into one of those. Have you been Hound Dog? I think I said I was when I was a kid, but I haven't been since I've been an adult. I really got to start listening. Have you Have you ever been? I have. I've actually been here, I, th- so I think, why, uh, why twice. Why does your mind go so far ahead of everybody else's? <laughs> I don't understand I don't that. get it. 
So, so I got done podcast. with that, and then I, I, I went to um, – I got a scholarship. I got my academic scholarship to go to Appalachian through my uh, American Thread Plant, which is where my mom worked. So um, – and I worked in there for one year. I was a spring cleaner in there. In other words, I'd take these springs and – No, wait, but you, you're not talking about – Little taverns because I like for you to go back to that if you will. But after you get through this story, okay, okay. So I was a spring cleaner there, and then um, I got done that year. The next year, I worked at um, a place called Marion Fabrics, which is another textile mill. I was a cloth doffer there, which which entails me just taking these great big rolls of cloth. You cut them off, drag them over to a, a hand truck, set them on a hand truck, and then send them down to the card room. Which is very physical, but it was very it was pretty fun. Cool. Now, well, it wasn't fun. I mean. Now, how dog, you work in textiles too, right? I did, and there's nothing fun about working in textiles. <laughs> well, you know, you're right, you're you right. know, my parents came down from Robbinsville, North Carolina. My mom was from Topsville, Tennessee. Dad from Robbinsville came to Gaston County for textile industry because we were so embedded with textiles. Used to be. Used Once to be. upon a time yeah. here. Yeah. Well, didn't we, didn't we have like a a shield or something that Spinning was spinning wheel yeah. on a uh, on a on the door doors of the car. Of the cars. The that's, right. that's right. Round decal. In the center of that decal was a spinning wheel on the side of our police cars, almost almost up to 2,000 maybe. Yeah, probably a little bit longer than that. It's that probably scared a lot of people. <clears throat> because we're just such a big textile town. And you got a story I'd, I'd love for you to share with our public and with Buck. How about, about Buck? No, about you. Oh, about me. <laughs> Oh, when I was working. Yes. Okay. Before police officers. Before <laughs> if you if you're working had to be for a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'm, I cannot lie. But uh yeah, I worked in a uh textile mill. It's uh since I think there's still maybe ten employees there now, as opposed to back in the day there was hundreds of employees that worked there. But I started out as a uh, what they call a sweeper. And I bet you can't guess what that entailed. You swept the ladies off their feet? No, I wish. No. <laughs> I bet you swept the floors. I did. Okay. With a, we called it a plow broom. It's a broom to look like an old plow. You just went in and out of the uh, the machines, behind the machines, and in front of the machines. But if you got in front of the machines when the ladies were uh, doing their winding and twisting and whatever, and... You didn't get in their way because they were on production. Did you know how to? Did you ever learn how to, to tie a weaver's knot? No. Okay. I mean, I did because every now and then I'd have to I'd go by and help them out. I tie a weaver's knot. Yeah, I couldn't do that. But so I, I started. I was doing a sweep, and if you got in those ladies' way when I was making production, they said, "Get out of the way! Get out of the way! You're oh. making some of my production." Uh, what is production? Just so, just so people That's people you, might not know what it is. Well, you get paid for what you do, not for how many hours you are. And the more you do, the higher you get paid. The more you do, the higher exactly. you get paid. Yeah. So I, after got after that, I got a promotion to a yarn boy, <laughs> and the yarn boy. Yarn boy. Thank you very much. <clears throat> And the yarn boy job was to take yarn from racks to the women who they put it on their winders, twisters, or whatever it was, where they wove it basically into thread to that you could sew. Or to make these lovely blue jeans we wear. That's right. So my you know, every time I would one of these ladies would need yarn, I would hear Yarn boy, I need some yarn. <laughs> So, so when I heard yarn, 
I would run to, I would try to, you know, it's loud as crap in a uh, textile mill. Oh, it is, it is unbelievable. Because so, you loud. had, you had to kind of like figure out, okay, where was this coming from? Was it coming from right, left, center? I think it's coming from the right. So I go over to the right and this is lady sitting there, you know, she's probably at that time, you know, probably in her forties or fifties, but she looked like she's in her sixties or seventies. Cause mill, mill work is, is really oh, rough. It job. is rough. Oh. So I said, yes, ma'am. I need some yarn. Okay, I'll go get you some. So I I went and fetched her some yarn, and you know, a few minutes later I hear yarn boy. So <laughs> I'd run over there. Yes, ma'am. I will hear them sleep tonight. <laughs> I need some boxes. Well, what kind of boxes you need? I need boxes to put my stuff in. I said okay. So I said, where do I get these boxes at? She said, well, right right over there. Go get them right over there. So I had to go over there and make. <laughs> my dog's actually pointing. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you got to make it look authentic. Yeah. It's hard to make it look authentic when you're, when you're, you're on the podcast. podcast. Yeah. So I would, I would go over there and I make, you know, they, they would need at least 30 boxes. And toting 30 boxes in a meal is it's kind of it's a balancing act, so to speak. So I go over there and I make the boxes, take it back over there. And then all of a sudden I hear another woman say, yeah. So I had to go find this other lady and say, yes, ma'am. She said, I need some boxes. I go make her boxes. So I was, you know, making boxes and, and pushing yarn and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden one day my, uh, my supervisor saw me, you know, pushing or carrying boxes. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm carrying boxes. Cause you're so nice. I am. I said, he said, why? I said, well, so-and-so down here on frame number 13 says she needed boxes. He said, that's not your job. Your job is, <laughs> he to, got played, is, man. He is got to push yarn. I said, really? She said, yeah. He said, yeah, don't, do not do not. That's part of their production job. They have to make the boxes for their production job. That's not your job. You just push the yarn. <laughs> oh, and I imagine there was going to be a story oh, about yeah. that. So I said, oh, okay, that's that's good. So, you know, a little bit time passed. I hear, Yarn boy! I need some boxes! He doesn't so, I heard it a lot. I heard it too damn much. He so, still hears it in his nightmares. So I went, I walked over there, you know, the 17 year old cocky guy that I was, and I said, I'm not getting your boxes. She said, Why? You've got to get my boxes. No, ma'am. I don't have to get your boxes. So-and-so, I'm not going to say his name, but my supervisor said, that's, that's not my job. You have to get your own damn boxes from now on. So I turned around walked off, and boy, she was <laughs> mad as hell because she had to go stop her job, go over and make her damn boxes. Like she knew she that had She knew that she had to be making, but she so conned funny. me into doing it. So You're such a sucker, but you're such a good I guy. Know. He isn't. He's a sweetheart. So every now and then, I, I still hear him in my sleep. Yarn boy, and I need I'll, some boxes. And I'm sure Buck and I will tonight as well. Oh, yeah. I hope you do, because this tormented the hell out of me for 25, 30 years. Well, I'm telling you, I'm glad our studio is soundproof. Now, now, did you have any jobs before you were a, a cop? Now, why do you sound like you, you doubted I ever actually worked in my life, Buck? Well, I mean, you got to be a little I, bit coordinated. I, I, I mean, kind of doubted, too. Yeah, I really. I know you. Did yeah, you have a job? Yeah, I worked briefly with, uh, well, not briefly. I worked a long time with Moore's Building Supplies. It was kind of like a small Lowe's. What would you do there? I was a night manager, and we sold lumber, things of that nature. Left there, went to the – why are you laughing? 
Go ahead. You got something you might say it, Buck? Say it. Say it. Left there, went to, uh, it's called Jim's. It's Mercy Med- Medical Services here in Gaston County. I was an EMTI. Push, got to push meds, uh, EMTI. fluids. What, what does I stand for? Intermediate. It's between an EMT and a paramedic. Oh. Yeah, well, they started building on EMTs and then EMT intermediates, and they actually, I was already switched from there to police officers the time they came to paramedics. Oh, okay. But, yeah, we could push fluids. We could push meds at the, under a doctor's direction. So I'd done that a little while and uh, realized, you know, I made a lot of cop friends and realized, listen to all their cop stories of how cool that is. And yeah, generally in police work, if you get, if normally if you get a certification, you get to keep it. In EMS, you had to go retest every two years for your certification. So you're basing your whole career on passing that certification each year. Okay. So it's easier to be a cop, I thought, and it's a whole lot more fun being a cop. So well, I applied to Gastonia PD, and they're thirty. Years. So you never wanted to be a cop before. You know, as, as funny as it is, I got two brothers, myself. Uh, the only one that taught me being a cop, my older brother, never was. I ended up being a cop. My younger brother ended up being a cop. Don't you, Reg? I mean, no, no. What's that? Did you had you always wanted to be a cop? You know, in high school, I thought I, I probably did. Yeah. And really? I, can, I can remember my very, very, very first experience with a police officer. And I wouldn't, it wasn't a bad one. But I was probably, uh, you know, probably drunk. No, I was way too young for that. <laughs> well, that's probably, uh, let's say, what seven, does your mom listen to this podcast? The way you say that, yeah, no, I was too seven, young. seven, seven or eight years old. And I went with my dad to a place in Gastonia called Acre Center. Y'all. Y'all familiar with Acre Center? Yes. And, still there. It's in bankrupt, but still there. Yeah. And then we were walking across the parking lot going to, I think Eckerd's was there at the time. Yeah. And there was a police officer sitting there in a the car. And my dad said I was fixed on that police car the entire way. The so you like a man car. in uniform? I don't like you. <laughs> I really don't. But I was, I was, you know, my seven or eight you know, year old self was is it fixated? Is that right, Buck? Well, that's that's what you like. Somebody puts a bag of your head in it. Fixated. fixated. Oh, that's what. Fixated. Fixated. That's now, fixated. why did you ask Buck instead of me? Because I knew he'd know the answer. I, and you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I knew the answer. I said when you said you're fixated, I said putting like a bag over your head. You couldn't breathe. I knew that. That's asphyxiated. No, this we put some of your ass. <laughs> See, go ahead. So, Sit over here and shut up. So I went over there. My Slow dad ride. said, "You like this car? You like this police car?" I, I probably said yeah. So he took me over there and introduced me to the. He didn't. He didn't know the police officer either. You know, the time he introduced me, he said, "This is my son." You know, he is. He liked your police car and he wanted to check it out. And that cop opened the door and set me on his lap and showed me all the stuff inside the car. And, That's cool. And from well, then on, I kind of liked it. You get to play with the siren. You know, the funny thing about it is, you know, when we got hired, we started, there was two things. They had a bubble light and one little three-channel radio in the floorboard. <laughs> and that's probably why it was in this car, too. And You, you know, put the rubber bands on the little bubble light make and make it, it faster, spin yeah. faster. You know, since that happened to me, after I became a police officer, any kid that was looking at my car, I would, I would get them to come over to my car and set them inside the car and let oh, them show yeah. them all the stuff. I do that at the proper complex I lived in. Yeah, I did that. We know I had I, I had never wanted to be a cop, and then when I was in college, I took this as an elective, a police process uh, uh, class, 
And man, I mean, I, I, I made a hundred on every test. And there were people failing it. I mean, handing on every chance because no. I'm buck. No, I'm not saying <laughs> that. I know, I know big words. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm, I'm because Native American from Scotland. Because I would go from there to the economics class or not or the, to the statistics class, and I'd be like, oh, God, I'm completely lost. So it wasn't that. But I, I guess that was kind of my niche. And that, go ahead. Your so, niche. I mean, I, and that's the only reason I even started being into getting into. Uh, and here we are. Into, uh, and I tell you what sealed the justice. deal. What sealed the deal for me to be in a police officer when I was still working in a cotton mill, because I did that up until the time I got hired. I would go out on break and sit in on the dock outside so I can get some fresh air. I was it on the bay? <clears throat> what was it on the bay? Set dock of the bay. Dock of the bay. Yeah. <laughs> so I would sit there on my break and look, and there would be police cars riding up down the road in the, in the heat of the summertime with the windows up. I said, man, these jokers are riding around with air conditioning. I'm sitting in this daggone place here sweating my ass off. I need to be doing that. And I applied and got hired. Now, you said you worked in a mill for a little bit. I did. I worked through uh, the summers during high school. Now, do you remember how hot it was? Mm-hmm. And they had to keep the humidity high for the, for some reason for the uh, for the thread or, or something. That's just that's bullshit. That's just what they told you because it so damn hot in there. No, because they were they would actually shoot water out of the top to keep the humidity high. Really? Yeah. At yours? At your well, deal? They didn't do yes. that at mine. Yeah. We're at forty nine minutes on our podcast. Okay. I got a topic I like I really like to get into. All right, go ahead. What was your favorite part about being a cop? Oh, oh let me back up. When you got hired, what's the look? Buck give me the look. He gives you the look. What is that? You wanted you look you at interrupted a, you interrupted us. You look at hound dog. You, you look decided. at hound dog like you're in love. You look at me like you want to kill me. Well, I've looked at you like but, that for the last thirty years. Jealousy is jealousy is nasty. Animal. Yeah, I, I really wish you could learn how to spell how to say jealousy. But go ahead and whatever it, whatever Steve, whatever slow right points, we'll go ahead and talk about. Go ahead, well, slow, slow right. Light also produces his show and keeps that up was, with the. That was the best slow right. It was not. It was. Don't encourage him. Dog. It was a buck and help, man. Go ahead, go right. I go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about. <laughs> See what's happening to you, encourage No, I'm just keeping up with the time. Are you going to get yeah. to what you're going to talk about? If you'll let me, please. God help us if we ever go in over for an hour and two seconds. What I was trying to say is, the funny thing about it is, when you got hired, they asked you on the interview board, why do you want to be a cop? And I'm sure your answer was like mine. I love helping people. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's I good. agree. But I you're thinking, I want to drive fast, get, <laughs> kick, get to kick butt, and I get to carry a gun, a nice dick, you and know, it'll be great. You know what I said? What'd you say? I want to get out of the cotton mill. That's exactly that's what, what I said. That's what I thought, too. I'm like, that's man, exactly this anything is better than this cotton mill. Well, I guess what worked for me was I knew a lot of cops. You know, uh, Carl. One of our best yeah. best friends, who's uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Has died from brain tumor. But now I knew him. We, we grew up together, and he is a cop first. But anyway, I know a lot of guys from being from EMS with them. But what was your favorite thing about being a cop? Your favorite position that you're in? I know. I know what I was going to say. Vice. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Vice. Yeah, really, Vice really. I was in there for eleven years, and I did a lot of undercover stuff, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. You were in there. I didn't think they let let y'all stay in there for that long. Yeah. And for out. me, is vice as well too. Am yeah, I? when when Buck and I were in vice, there's a three year cap on because they thought if you're involved with that element of people for too long, you become like one of them. Yeah, become bad. Because that was their dumbasses. 
And then the real administration, when they were th- thinking that, were dumbasses. Yeah, all the schools they sent you to. By the time three years up, you got all your informants built up. You got all the schools behind you. You actually know how to do a search warrant to, correctly to the T. And then they move you out and put brand in there, somebody in there that don't know nothing. Well, man, I mean, I had a great, great time when I was, and it, you know, I mean, we just, we had great guys that were working there at the time. And then, uh, other than Steve, or other than Slow Rides. That's not nice. No, actually, we have, this is great. Always getting in trouble for slow rides. You are not. <laughs> yeah, always, always in trouble because now I was a firm believer that two. Th- I worked in the gray area, and two things happened in the gray area: case law and lawsuits. Yes. <laughs> so, and you got both. Yes. No, I never got any case law. I got case law. I got case did you really? law. Yeah, I did. I did. You don't deliberate. Deliberate. Elaborate. Yeah, you don't do all that. <laughs> deliberate. <laughs> Can you deliberate? Yeah, could you deliberately tell all me right. what you're going to tell me? All right. So what we did back in at one point in time, this made a lot had a lot of media coverage in it. Was we ran an ad in the paper. It said for hire, we'll do anything. Professional, discreet, and had a phone number. Hey, dude, that was my aunt's best friend. Y'all guys got. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it your was. aunt's best friend. My aunt's best friend, and she called me up one day. She couldn't have done that. She and I said, "Listen." She did it. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. She did it. Hearing you and your partner Roy, yeah, McIntyre, yeah, talk about it, you know, and, and being a copy on the, but after, after she and I spoke about it a little bit, she 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 slunk's not crying like you know, mm-hmm. and then she realized, okay, maybe she did it. Yeah, what what it was is we ran that uh, ad in paper hoping to get like prostitution and stuff like that, but we got a uh, murder for hire instead. <sighs> really? Yeah. We did. I don't think I've heard this story. So the the phone number that was in the uh, in the paper rang to my desk when I was in Vice, and so you know everybody being in Vice, there's only one line in Vice that you answer Vice Narcotics. Uh, Everything else you answer Hello, like you would on right. the normal telephone. So uh, when my phone line rang, I said Hello, and she said I'm uh, replying about the ad you have in the paper. I said Okay, what do you want to know? She said, well, what all do you do? I said, well, we uh, do pretty much anything you want us to do. Can you you know, give me a hint of what you want? Now, at the time, you were thinking about, you were thinking it was going to be something vice-related. Yeah, correct. You know, gambling or whatever. I'm sorry, good. What? My aunt actually texts me. You want to learn how to listen to this podcast, so she'll hear this. So Okay, that's fine. This, yeah. no, this, no, no, she needs, she needs to hear it. Nothing but true. Nothing she but needs to hear it. Uh, go ahead. All right, so I said, well, <clears throat> What do you want? She said, well, well, what do you do? I said, we'll do anything you want us to do. And she's like, um, do you break bones? And when she said this, my eyes got like <laughs> size of fucking platter plates, not saucers, but platter plates. I said, well, yes, we do. <laughs> and I said, it's, it's my brother and I, because Roy, every, you know, Roy McIntyre, my partner, Everyone that we ever come in contact with always asked us if we were brothers. Really? Yeah. And we would always say, as a matter of fact, we are. We didn't really look alike. No, we don't. Well, they're white and bald. You do kind of talk alike. Well, I guess thanks. Well, go ahead. But I mean, There's uh, nothing wrong with that. And at this time, when, she, when I hear this, I am searching my desk for a recording device so I can record a phone call. And, you know, back at that time, we didn't have the digital recorders. We just had little cassette tapes and all that. Now, you're at the old police department or the new one? The new one. Okay. Really? And, yeah. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm struggling to find a recorder. 
And, you know, at that time, you had a little suction cup you had to put on the on the phone so you could hear and talk to them. So, You're old school, baby. I am old that school. That's old true. School. So uh, I did that and got the last 10, 15 minutes of the conversation recorded. And she's like, um, I said, ma'am, I mean, I, I would really like to talk this over with my brother. He's He's going out of town to do another job. He was off work. And I said, when he when he gets back in town, I like to uh, I like to talk to him. Can we call you back? She said, yes, call me back. I said, okay. So when we called her back, we made up a uh, you know well, actually Roy talked to her at that time and set up a date and time for us to talk to her, you know, in person. Well. And we had a, we had a, the car we had was an old 1989 Lincoln Town Car. It had like was it yellow? No, it was okay. blue. That was something. <laughs> we caught that one on fire. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But it was blue. It was an old gambler car. So we uh, wired it up. Had a video camera in the dash, you know, filming out to the passenger area of the car. And long story short, she said, I want you to kill my, uh, how, how was it? My ex son-in-law and his new wife for what they want to take my grandbabies away from me. My daughter died. My son-in-law married his new wife. And they got custody of my grandbabies and I want you to take them you know, do that so I can get them, get custody wow. myself. So after that happened, the, uh, we got it all. She's, I'll never forget it, ever forget it. Roy was in the car with her. I, actually, I was off work when this happened. But uh, she said on the video, I don't care what you do. I just want you to snuff them out. I'll never forget those words, snuff them out. Snuff them out. That's Which, old school, too. Yeah, it is. And Roy said, well, what do you want to do? She said, I don't care if you cut their heads off and stick them in the middle of the road. I want them gone. I want custody of my grandbabies. Could you imagine that running down the road seeing heads in the middle of the road? <laughs> Steve. I think it's a euphemism. So, you're looking at me so disgusting, <laughs> but I was just I am disgusting adding to the story. So, okay. So, once this... Uh, Video came out, and it was time we tried. We we told her we need X amount of dollars to you know up front. To I mean, how much does it? How much does it cost well, to cheap as, someone out? It's cheap as hell in gas and gas. How much I'm was it? You remember? Yeah, it's it's two two thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. To kill somebody, two thousand dollars. Two people. Oh, two, two people. people. Two people. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Her ex son-in-law and his new wife. Oh my gosh! So after doing a little digging, guess who the new wife was? Uh, her other daughter. Her son-in-law what? married her other daughter. She wants her own kid killed. Yeah, she wow. does. I didn't know that. Yeah, she did. That's crazy talk. And when we went to, uh, uh, we talked to about this guy in the last podcast, uh, Detective Jim Anderson. I love that man. He. Uh, <laughs> He listens to us too, by the way. You should say that, Jim. We love you. But uh, we told you know, Jim, you're a Boy Scout. 
God, he's going to kill all three of us. He strives to be a Boy Scout. Go ahead. Jim, Jim, this is Reg. Please don't kill me. You can kill these other two idiots, but don't kill me. Go ahead, Reg. Yeah, my story. So, you know, we get the Jim Anderson and, you know, because at the time, Roy and I, we both had long hair, long beards, and we didn't look like police officers at all. And Jim Anderson, you know, the, the ace detective that he is, he, uh, he agreed to go with us to talk to the what we what we didn't know at the time, but the uh, ex husband or the ex son in law and his new wife, and and uh, so we took Jim to talk to him or talk to them, and it, and that is the point in time that we learned that the new wife was her daughter. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I didn't know that part either. Yeah, and. Uh, and Jim, and after we arrested the lady, you know, we had we had Jim to interview her because he's the absolute best interviewer in the world. So, that's, correct answer. I've got all time, all kind of toys over here. Yeah. Good. So, uh, Jim interviewed or brought brought this lady back to the police department and interviewed her, and he came out to me and Roy and I and said. Are you sure we got the right person? I don't think this lady could do this. She said, got that on from Jim. Wow. I said, hold on a minute, Jim. We went and got the video where she said, I want them killed, snuff them out. And played it to Jim. And his, Jim, if I'm mistaken, let us know. But his jaw dropped. I'm telling you, if you ever on Jim Anderson, you've done something. Yeah. So anyway, we uh, ended up getting her and she... Pled not guilty, of course. We charged her with uh, two counts of uh, uh, her with intent to commit murder. And she got sentenced to, I think, 24 years in prison. And at the time, she was 57 years old. Do you mind if I follow up with my aunt on this? That's exactly what I was wondering about. Yeah, let me follow up on her. But, But she actually, due to good behavior... She got out before I retired. Well, she, she's already out. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I wanted to So what's it got to do with your aunt? Well, she's best friends my aunt. When all this happened, my aunt called me saying that there's no way she could have done this. Could you find out what's going on? And I came here for reached out to you or Roy one. I reached out to one of you guys, and you started telling about, about me. And I'm like, Jim, my freaking jaw hits the freaking floor. I'm like, good yeah. gosh. And, you know, after all this kind of came to and hit the news, I had every – News outlet you can imagine calling my desk. Well, I imagine. I mean, she's she's contracting someone to kill her daughter. Her daughter, yeah, son-in-law, and yep. son-in-law. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, I had like twenty twenty. I mean, all kinds of now, all kinds of people calling me. She was her son-in-law. He was her son-in-law. Yes, he was her son-in-law. Who was her daughter to dies? So her daughter who died? She married. He marries the other sister. Yes. Is he the son-in-law in law, or he's still the son-in-law? Was his still name Biden? <laughs> still son-in-law, and uh, you know when, when we went to to talk to the to the daughter and, and son-in-law, they were like, "Don't surprise me." It don't it's surprise crazy. me. They, they 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 could they could they could certainly see it in her. What area of Gastonia did they live in? West Gastonia. I mean, did she live in West Gastonia? Okay. Uh, That's crazy. But she, but the daughter and son-in-law lived in. Uh, uh, Londo, 
So we had to go to Londale to talk to him. Oh, really? Yeah. And we oh we had it planned out. I ain't kidding. We had it planned out. We daughter. <laughs> I can see you going by the more getting ahead. <laughs> the daughter and son-in-law. We had planned on you know they were in agreement with this to make them look dead and take pictures of it. You know, back to, uh, to 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 quote old detective stuff. DRT. Mm-hmm. I used to get a call from my sergeant. Hey, we got a DRT. Uh, dead right there. In. Dead right there. And a yep. DOT. Got a dead, RT, dead over there. Yeah. DRT and a DOT. Yep. But that's that's my story. That's, what that's made pretty cool, man. I'm glad, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm on to. I've never heard that story before. Yeah, my actually, just recently. It actually recently. made it to the uh, North Carolina Supreme Court and made it into case law. I can say that's pretty cool. So what was the, what was the problem? How did it go to Supreme Court? The, uh, they contested the ad in the paper saying that it was entrapment. Ah, oh, no. And the ad, repeat the ad, it says, for hire, we'll do anything professional and discreet and had a phone number. Yeah. Now, if you said, hey, I'll kill people for you. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a little different. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the only thing they had to to, to grasp. They were grasping straws probably. We, but. we are at an hour and four minutes. Okay. I do have a quick, I do have a story I would love to share with you right oh, quick. If please I do. You know, I'm retired. I was tired of sergeant over the, the uh, canine division. Yeah. It's probably, other than vice, vice to me is a single man's job. Yes, because you know you're never home. You're messing with the most scum buckets of the of the world. But being started over canine division, which is a whole nother podcast, opportunity to deal with the dogs and deal with these big old mean police. You know that cry over their dogs and, and see them cry over their dog stuff, and right. it's just heartbreaking. This uh, how they hold these these dogs so dear to heart. Hell, I hold my dog dear to heart. Oh my God, Rufus, too. Rufus yeah. and Jackson, yeah. both my yeah. nephew. Your nephew, your, your nephew is not my dog. It is. I am, no, I am Rufus's uncle. Oh. Duh. Yeah, you are. Loki. Loki. <laughs> and Loki, yeah. <laughs> I am Loki is Buck's dog. I was to say, your nephew's not my dog. Oh, Loki's, Loki's the boy. Loki's the boy. I, let, I got pictures on my phone. With Loki. that said, we At have talked house. about Detective Jeff Wooten on the, the podcast before. <laughs> I've forgotten about this. And we have got to get Jeff on Mike, because it would be such a funny podcast. I would love to have Jeff on here, Jeff but I don't would, think he will. He you retired. Put your finger on. <laughs> oh, he retired. He, yeah, he's the one to talk about the mostest, worstest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he retired as a detective. He's an excellent detective as well. He just had it. He knew. It's funny because he not only knew where you know John Boy lived, he knew where John Boy's mama lived, John Boy's grandma, and what time of he at grandma's house. He knew everybody. He had a photographic memory. He could put every name with every face, yes. which I never could do. And he was not a very big dog advocate. You like that word, Buck? Advocate. You actually said it right. Did I say it correctly? Yes, you did. Uh, and wait he, a minute. Wait. <laughs> Steve said it word correctly. Correct answer. <laughs> and he, he, he was living with this old lady, this girl at the time, and this girl ended up getting two dogs, and he ended up falling in love with these dogs, evidently unknown to me. <laughs> <laughs> because we're talking about in the hall one day, and he is re- – you know how Jeff is. Jeff is – you know, every other word's a cuss word. And Buck described to a T the other day, I think the last podcast, that, uh, you know, he's a, he, he tries to be a tough guy, but he's got a heart of gold. He does have heart. A heart he, oh, yeah. He, he he would give the shirt off his back. And he's telling me one day. You're not be cussing. Yet, just give oh, yeah. And he's telling me one day. <laughs> they go by, he go by his house one day to let the dogs. He has two dogs now. lives in the house with them. That he was, you know, there's just, nothing wrong with that. I have two dogs I agree, in the house with me. I agree, but Wooten so so against that at some point. Uh, tell you a story 
a backstory on that is we're going kayaking and Wooten's with us and he and his girlfriend at the time, the girlfriend says, you can't go in there. We're going down to another detective's house to eat. And they were leaving at 5 a.m. to go kayaking for a three-day trip. And she's raising the hell at Wooten for eating in the house because they have dogs in the house. Like the dogs are sitting at, you know, on top of the table or something. But anyway, they end up getting two dogs. Wooten's telling me he goes by his, goes by on break at work to let the dogs out. The dog runs up in the road gets hits my car. DRT. Oh, dead right there. Oh, the dog's dead. Oh, man. And he is raising cane. He's cussing over the word. And he says, yeah, yeah, the speed limit is 35 miles an hour. And that lady was doing 45. I told her, if you're just doing 35, you stop on a dime. I said, Jeff. Jeff Wooten is his name. I said, Jeff. He said, what? What's the difference? He goes, what do you mean? What's the difference? 35 miles, stop on a, stop on a dime. 45 miles an hour, stop on a poodle. <laughs> you didn't say that. Oh, my God, Steve. He he said, yeah, she's doing 30, 45 miles an hour. Yeah, she's doing 35, stop on a dime. You, said, did, yeah. you did not say that. No, was just reaction. Well, I don't, I'm thinking he don't like dogs. And, boy, his lips started quivering. His eyes swole up, and he's just uh, watered up. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. And, of course, he, he gave me a thorough cussing. And I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just started apologizing because I didn't realize it was going to hurt his feelings. You it, really said that. Yeah, it hurt his feelings. I can't believe it hurt his feelings. I would have killed you. Oh, if you say that about my dog, I would have killed oh, you. I wouldn't say about sure. Rufus because I know how you, you care. You would be dear. I know how you care. I, I love Rufus. I know how you love Rufus. I wouldn't have said that, but he's always been a anti-dog person. So why do you think you can say that to him? Because I didn't think he liked dogs. He had a freaking dog in his house, Vernon. You got a head part white. Oh, right. my gosh. Did you hear what he just said? What? He said you got a head part right. <laughs> the dog is dead. Hey. Oh, if you think that's if you oh think that's bad, you think that's bad. Uh, a clerk from upstairs comes down to briefing one day. I'm giving a briefing. I'm sorry over the team, and we're giving briefings. And she comes down. She's very upset. And I said, "What is wrong?" She says, "I just she's crying. She's crying down in briefing. We're cops. We're tough guys. We don't cry." She's crying down in briefing. She says. I found out my cat got it has cancer. I said, "Well, then lucky they'll die on trash day." <laughs> <laughs> she started. Okay. So, so how long after that did you go to IA? That's my yeah. question. I didn't go to IA, but I did go to the chief's office for that. Uh, you went for that. <laughs> Chief calls me by. He says. Uh, he needs to see me. I said, I'll be right there. I go in there. I sit across the desk. He just sits there. He just looks at me like, man, he's looking like, you're so stupid. He's just looking at me. I'm like, okay. He's sweating. He's what he's doing. He's sweating. I'm like, okay. And in my mind, I'm going back, okay, what have I done? Which chief was this? Not only was I thinking, not only, uh, I think it's Postel. I'm not, only, not only I'm thinking, I'm not thinking, what have I done? I'm thinking, okay, what have I done he knows about? <laughs> He's like a sweat for a little bit, and he goes, uh, uh, Sergeant Carver, that's a gesture. He says, uh, it's enough about the cats. That's all he says. I said, yes, sir. He goes, uh, we're through here. It's okay. And I left. That's a true story. True story. Oh, my God. And you made it 30 years as a cop. That is amazing to Why me. is that amazing? Oh, my gosh. Would you not want you? 
Dude, that's the funniest story. That's the true. You know what makes it funny? It's true. <laughs> oh, God. And I don't know if I can. Hopefully, the cat's still living. Chief, I'll say, oh, I doubt you're probably listening to this, but if you are, please write in and tell us. Oh, yes. Oh, I would love to have him here. I would, too. Yeah, we need to try to get because we that he would be a good person to have in here just to talk about all this all the mess he's seen. Oh my god! I mean, part of well, I mean, I'm sure he's had mess with all of us, but I mean, with Steve in particular, <laughs> slow ride, Man, slow ride, slow ride. All right, guys, I have certainly thoroughly enjoyed this. The whiskey was great. The friendship and the partner, the uh, brotherhood is great as always. Give a shout out, hound dog, to our to our chapter. What's the DC, DC chapter, Washington, D.C. We love you guys. Washington, D.C., Renegade Pigs. Washington, D.C., Renegade Pigs, Motorcycle Club. Shout out. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Any last words? Remember, drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Never get slow ride. Never tell them anything that's going to make you hurt your feelings. Oh, my God. That's not nice. Oh, shit. That's so damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you oh idiot.